This is Body Count, a horror movie podcast, with your hosts, Trent Scott and Graham Asher. <laughs> Everyone and welcome to a special edition of Body Count, your home for all things creepy, crawly, ghouly, gory, or anything else that goes bump in the night. I am Trent Scott, and he is Graham Ashley. Hey, what's going on, Trent? I'm happy to be a part of this special edition of Body Count. Um, yes, this is exciting. You, uh, <laughs> you missed out on round one when we when I took a look at Spiral two weeks ago, but That's there's right. another new horror franchise flick in theaters now, A Quiet Place Part 2. Yes, A Quiet Place Part 2 just came out last week. Um, Stephanie and I, my wife, went and saw it opening night. And yeah, we were really excited for this, Trent. We didn't mention it on the last um, podcast when we reviewed A Quiet Place, but A Quiet Place 2 was postponed for about a year because of the pandemic. pandemic It was like, I think, I literally think it was the week the movie was supposed to come out. Like, yeah, they'd already had the red carpet premiere in Hollywood and it got right. pushed back. Yeah, uh, I think I remember that correctly as well. And um, yeah, we were super pumped to see it because uh, we liked the first one so much. We saw that in theater. We were getting ready to go. And then, you know, as everything shut down, um, yeah, movies were were obviously next and had to postpone it for a year. But as movies are opening up and, you know, people are getting vaccinated or not getting vaccinated, however you feel about that. And everything kind of is trying to get back to normal. Movies are back, dude. And I think this one, um, I think this one solidified that people are ready to go back to the theater. What do you think? Uh, yes, it did. Because, <laughs> so when I did the uh, Spiral podcast two weeks ago, I mentioned, you know, Spiral opened that weekend at number one at the box office with $8.8 million dollars. Uh, domestically, and you know, I said like, that's respectable, right? Yeah, for for the current times, that's that's a really respectable number. Like I said, it was it was number one. Well, that was two <laughs> weeks ago. This this is now because the 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 situation has changed, ladies and gentlemen. Because a quiet place part two also opened at number one at the domestic box office over the weekend. At $47.4 million, about five and a half times what Spiral did just two <laughs> weeks ago when Spiral was the number one movie in North America. Yeah, um, big opening. I, I was seeing before this movie was tracking, they were going to be happy with like 25 to 30 million as some, you know, some of the internet sales came out. They were thinking, okay, maybe, maybe a little bit higher. I think, I think everyone would be surprised by 47 million. Uh, yeah, this is. Easily the uh, biggest opening weekend uh, since the pandemic. The the previous big biggest weekend was uh, Godzilla versus Kong, which did about thirty one million bucks back in April. Um, and well, speaking of Godzilla versus Kong, I mean that's the biggest uh, comparison we have uh, to uh, pandemic movies, which is to say. So far, Godzilla versus Kong has grossed ninety eight point three million dollars domestically. 
And that's the biggest movie that's come out since the pandemic. So no movie has been able to gross a hundred million dollars domestically since the pandemic started in March of uh, 2020. Well, a quiet place part two is going to gross a hundred million dollars and then some. Yeah, I agree. I think so too. Um, I was really, really happy to see that number because I know, um, you know, people are hesitant to, uh, I know studios were hesitant to release their films. You'd see HBO max and Warner brothers. They're releasing, you know, all their movies for the most part in theater and um, through, you know, on demand or streaming, however you want to, however you want to call that. So um, yeah, happy to see that number. Um, we were happy to contribute to that number Yes, and we're ready to go back yeah, to the, well, to the movies as soon as we can. So, <laughs> and, and let's not overlook in second place, Cruella opened at 21.3 million. So yeah. that's, and that's with that movie also being available for uh, access on Disney plus where you could pay an extra $30 to just watch the movie at home. So the point being you add those two numbers together, 47.4 and 21.3. You're talking about just under $70 million for the, for the two opening weekends. I mean, that's 2020 level. I mean, that yeah. I mean, February, 2020 level, not March, 2020, March, 2020, <laughs> not so great, but I mean, those are pre pandemic numbers essentially. And it makes you wonder, man, what would this movie have done without the pandemic? Cause we're, I, I mean, as great as it did, it could have done better. Yeah. And so you'd think that um, I know they're really happy with it, but yeah, I think it would have done more. The first one opened up. Um, yeah. in that $50 million range, like I said, 50.2. So, um, but yeah, you, I think everybody's happy with that. Um, you know, people are getting back to the movies and people just want pre pandemic life back. So this was a lot yeah. of fun to go to. And just think about that. So a quiet place, the original opens in April of 2018 at $50.2 million. So, I mean, 47.4 divided by 50.2. So we're talking about this movie did 94.4% of the opening weekend that its predecessor had. And its predecessor was a smash hit to the point that this movie even exists. Like, there was no Quiet Place universe in mind when that movie came out. This this movie, A Quiet Place Part 2, exists because of how phenomenal of a hit the original was. And even with the current limitations, this opened in over 94% of the opening weekend that its predecessor had. That's astonishing. Yeah, and it and it brings back um, the cast and and the director and John Krasinski wrote it again. He probably wouldn't be attached to it, even if they were going to make a, a sequel. If it wasn't that successful, you know what I mean. I think the success yeah. of that got everybody else on board as well, for sure. So. Well, and let me ask you this: um, for those of you who listen to the Spiral Men in Review, this 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 podcast is going to be similar. Where we're not going to delve into spoilers because hey, we, we want you guys to go see the movie. So the only spoiling will be at the very, very end when we go over the body count, but we'll give you a heads up on that. But this is to say, without spoiling the movie, uh, I don't know about your screening, but uh, at my screening, there was a special video from Krasinski prior to the start of the movie thanking people for coming out to theaters. I don't, I don't know if you had that or not. No, I went to Cinemark. I don't think he he released that in Cinemark. It might have been. Did you go to an AMC? I went to a Cinemark. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, we didn't get that for whatever reason. I did hear about that, that he was... Uh, yes. Um, and, you know, actually, gosh, now that I think about it, it might have been just a quick... Yeah, he did a quick... He did... A, okay, I take that back. He did a quick clip, thanking people to be back at the movies. Um, I did see before that, 
or before we went, there was a couple theaters that were going to have like a, uh, some kind of Q and a event. Oh yeah. I saw that it. as well. Yeah. That so I was been, getting those confused. So. Yeah. That would have been cool to go to, but, um, regardless, uh, huge opening weekend, uh, critically, uh, this movie, I mean, Graham, some things, this may be a mini edition, but we got to keep some things from the original pot alive. <laughs> let's play guess the tomato meter. Shall we? All right, let's do it. So I know that the critics did like this. Um, and just know. a reminder, just a reminder, yes, the original you. did 96% on the tomato meter. So the original was beloved, I dare say, by critics. Okay, with that in mind, I don't know. Critics tend to not like sequels as much. Go with, go with like an 85. How about an 85? How about a 90? Boom. So this one getting its fair share of love as well. 94% from the audience. So fans are absolutely digging it as well. Um, so just all in all, like this movie is getting a very warm reception. And, and you know, for, for people who love going to the movie theater like you and me, like it's so exciting that like this really feels like the first step back to normalcy. Yeah, 100%. I mean, my wife and I, we go to the movies um, at least once a month, if not every couple of weeks. I know you you freak, you go to movies all the time, once a week if you can, especially yeah. when they used to have that movie pass. <laughs> used to be hitting that up a oh, couple times a the week. the greatest. Um, so, yeah, we're definitely, we're definitely big movie goers. Um, we, you know, look forward to plotting our weekends out when we're going to see some of these. And so... It was nice. It was cool to see some uh, some trailers of some upcoming movies. Can't wait to go see Top Gun Part 2 myself. I'm um, glad so, yeah. you mentioned the trailers because <laughs> that, that, that reminds me. So I wanted to talk about this, so I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, I think one of the things, though, that movie theaters are seriously going to have to reconsider as we come back is the amount of trailers being shown before films now that oh, it was a long one now that people are going to have the like cruella for instance people had the option they can either pay to watch it at home or they can pay to come see it in the theaters i know i clocked it so i went to a movie that the listed showtime was 140 okay the first frame of the movie started at 203 yikes 23 minutes of uh, trailers and commercials that is way too long and movie theaters are going to have to cut that in at least i would say 10 minutes cut yeah, that cut down to half. 10 minutes or people more and more when they have the option and they are going to have the option more and more as we move forward they're gonna i don't want to waste that much time they're gonna stay home and watch it so movie theaters need to strongly reconsider what they're doing um, so as much fun as I had at the theater yesterday and as happy I was to be back, 23 minutes of trailers is way, way, way too much time. Yeah, especially, I mean, if you're a moviegoer or, you know, if you're if you're a fan of films, I mean, I look up trailers as a relief. I see it on Twitter or on IMDb. Like, I, I've seen most of those that I've that I've wanted to check out by that time. Yeah, dude. So we went and saw it on Friday. Uh, Mavericks had a tip time that was supposed to be around 8.30. Our movie started at 6, so I'm timing it out. Okay, this is about a 90-minute movie. Trailers are going to be about 10, 15 minutes. 
we'll have plenty of time to get back. Once those trailers started running long, I was like, okay, how's this going to go? <laughs> um, oh, before we move on, one last note from the box office. So, like I said, Quiet Place, number one, Cruella, number two. Spiral still hanging in there at number three, baby. <laughs> All right. $2.2 million this weekend. <laughs> well, you did you did do a little Disney plug with Corella, right? So um, yes, why not why not plug a little spiral too? I still need to go see it. Um, I'm not sure if I'll go see it in theaters at this point, um, but you know, you never know. I liked your review on it. It seems like a, a, a good take on the on the Saw universe. So, um, so yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing it. I don't know if I'll see it in theater though. All right, so let again, we're not going to talk about the plot. We're going to save that for a proper review when A Quiet Place Part 3 comes out, because you know it's coming, ladies and gentlemen. So in about <laughs> two years, about when, we're, when we're talking about A Quiet Place Part 3, you'll hear the full breakdown that, that we're, you know, <laughs> the full 60 minutes that we're known for. But we're just going to take a, take a, a you know, quick overview of the cast. Now, everyone who saw the original or listened to our podcast knows that John Krasinski died in the first film. He sacrificed himself. But who's the first person we see on camera? It's John Krasinski. John Krasinski, yeah. Because, and I like this, and this will be the only spoiler I, I really want to give out, which is this movie takes us back to day one of, you know, the event that brought the monsters uh, out. So I thought that was, uh, that was really cool. Now, yes, in terms of someone cool. who had just watched the original one, it did create some continuity issues because... I'm saying, okay, so I just watched the first one. I know what the kids look like. These kids yeah. who are now older in real life are supposed to be a year and a half younger than they were in the first <laughs> film, and especially the boy. The boy looked like he was yeah. about seven years older, and the little, especially the littlest one, the one who died at the beginning of the first one, they should have just recast that kid instead of bringing back the because he was <laughs> way, way, way too big. Yeah, we um... – that's what I, Steph and I talked about how the kids are definitely older. And she was like, yeah, the uh, Noah Jupe who plays uh, Marcus Abbott. Um, she's like, he's fully in puberty yes. mode. Like, he yeah. looks like he's about to, to, to be rocking a beard and he's supposed <laughs> to be younger than he was in the first movie, at least for the yeah. beginning. I liked, uh, yeah. And no, you know, no spoilers here, but I love the flashback. Just like you said, when we go back to day one, especially, since, you know, I had just seen it as well. So I'm like, okay, we started at like day 89 in the first one. Then we jumped to like 472, 473, mm -hmm. and then go back to day one. And then the other title card, we're taking place like exactly when the other movie left off, which yes. I love. Yes. Like, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The original movie took place on day 473 for the most part. This takes place on day 474. So, I mean, we're yeah. literally, it's the next day. But again, these kids the, a day later are like eight years older. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they look, they, yeah, they're quite a bit older for sure. Mar Marcus looks like he's damn near ready to drive. <laughs> <laughs> right. But beyond that, you know, I, for those of you who heard the uh, first podcast, I was a little harsh, you might say, mm -hmm. on the character of Regan the oldest child the the deaf daughter of evelyn well graham in fact i i i may have said i i wish she died in part two 
<laughs> yes, you did say that. That may have been my closing finale of my red. Well, not going to spoil whether or not she dies, but one of my biggest complaints about her character was the fact that she wouldn't listen. She just did whatever she wanted. Well, by God, that's Marcus this time. I was so mad at Marcus in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you gotta. It, the suspense needs needs the you know the kids getting themselves into yes. trouble a little bit, right? Um, did you think that um, Millicent Simmons uh, Reagan? Do you think she redeemed herself in this one? If we can, if we can say that. Did you like her character? I think more? we're I think we're treading way too close to spoiler territory at this point. So I'm regretfully going to have to decline to answer that. Okay. But uh as far as the rest of the cast, um we have Emily Blunt, of course, back as Evelyn. Um and this was another thing that I so again, she gave birth. Mm-hmm. In the last movie, which was supposed to be the day before. This lady has not one ounce of, of baby fat on her. Like, she literally <laughs> gave day, birth the day before, and she looked like she could run a marathon. She was in way yeah. too great shape. <laughs> she was in really good shape. Her hair is, like, super, oh, like way blonder, too. I noticed that. I was like, oh, okay. You know, she, she's got her look changed a little. But, uh, you know, what are you going to do? And then the newcomer to the cast Cillian Murphy playing the role of Emmett we're not going to tell you who Emmett is or why he's there but they needed the the big male lead to take over for uh, John Krasinski's uh, absence and that that role was plugged in by Cillian Murphy without spoiling his character how did you think he did in terms of uh, you know his performance and fitting in with the rest of the cast I mean, I love Cillian Murphy. I'm a huge fan of his. Um, he's kind of one of those actors. I, I don't think a lot of people might um, necessarily know him by name, but he's been in a ton of great movies over the years. Um, you know, uh, he's the scarecrow in um, Christopher Nolan's, uh, you know, Batman trilogy. Uh, one of my favorite films, really of all time, Sunshine, uh, uh, Danny Boyle movie really good he's an inception you guys might remember that anyway big fan of cillian murphy of course um peaky blinders a lot of people might not might know that show from netflix so when i saw that he was cast i was super pumped because i'm a huge fan of his and i thought uh he was very cillian murphy he did his thing he's always good in my opinion okay so any other thoughts on the cast before we we move on i think the only other one worth mentioning might be um and i have a hard time pronouncing his name dijaman hansu <laughs> yeah dijaman hansu you guys you guys know him from blood diamond gladiator um another person i was excited about to see excuse you i know him from film. from fast and furious 7 thank you <laughs> okay fair enough um but yeah i was excited to see him on there um but yeah this one it, it, it you know it's we we get it. We get a much bigger uh, expanded cast because the first one there was only four people. Moving on from the cast, you know, we talked about the first film was directed by John Krasinski. This time, he also is the credited writer in addition to being the director. So, even more on his plate since he's not. Uh, well, I mean, like I said, he, he he did appear in the opening scenes, but. Without as much acting to do this time around, he took on the extra added responsibility of being the writer. Yeah, and I think he's, um, I mean, I just think he's excellent. 
in in the direction role here. There was some really good set pieces. Like, you know, I, I can't say too much other than the fact that um, I think he nailed it. I think um, I hopefully we're going to see a lot more from John Krasinski um, in whatever genre he chooses to do. But I think directing's really really fit fitted him in this. And by the way, in a recent interview, Emily Blunt says he does have an idea for a third film. Of course he does. Of course he does. I mean. And Paramount has hired a writer to uh, write and direct a spinoff. I'm not exactly sure what the spinoff would be focused on, but they are definitely looking to expand this universe. I mean, I think that's great. This is a this is a fun universe. Um, I'm a huge fan of of alien movies, um, of monster movies, of um, yeah. And this one was so unique and cool, and I had a blast. And um, you know, and by the way, I should suspense. I should say the person that they hired was Jeff Nichols, who wrote and directed a movie a while back called mud starring Matthew McConaughey that I absolutely loved. I don't know if you ever saw that film. I did. Yeah. We, we went and saw that in theater. Great film. Great movie. So he's the one who, who will be at the helm of the spinoff. But again, I don't know what the spinoff is about. Um, yeah. So Graham, do you have any other quick thoughts on the movie before we get ready to wrap this up? Uh, only other thoughts I had is, as I told you guys last time, uh, when we reviewed A Quiet Place, is that uh, Steph and I were going to see this um, in those D-Box seats, Trent. Oh, yes. Um, I'm glad I, I'd forgotten about this. So that was our first time experiencing those. It was interesting. Um, there was a couple times in the movie where it, like, really synced up, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm in a car right now or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like um, – Overall review, I'd, I'd probably have to see something else in it. I thought it 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 was a little bit distracting. Took away from my because at first I thought somebody was kicking my seat, like because <laughs> it was moving. But um, but Stephanie enjoyed it too. She kept hers pumped up. She she needed me. She wanted me to mention this. She had hers cranked up to max the whole time. Wow. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, it was fun. I definitely want to want to try that experience again. I I will. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that again. So. Imagine going to see like Fast and Furious with that with that on. <laughs> I know, and I mentioned Top Gun. I was like, Top Gun would would be perfect with that on. So, all right. So for me, uh, closing thoughts on the movie: just just a good time. If you like the first one, you're gonna like this one. Um, and judging by the box office, a lot of people like the first one. And if you're listening to this to this podcast, you probably like the first one. So go see it. <laughs> yeah, go see it. Go support the theaters, man. Um, it's it's everything that it's a popcorn movie. It's fun. Well, maybe you don't want to eat popcorn because you got to be quiet, but it's a fun movie. So. All right. So with that in mind, because this is body count, we have to give you the body count. So if you don't want to get spoiled on 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 who lives and who dies, you can go ahead and click off the podcast. Now we will talk to you next week on our regularly scheduled Friday episode when we talk about the conjuring in honor of the conjuring. The devil made me do it coming out. Um, so if you don't want to get spoiled, click it off now. No worries. We'll talk to you next Friday. But for those of you who want to hang around, the body count is tricky on this one. It is tricky on this one. How are you going to do this one? Because So for those of you who haven't seen the movie, this is a problem that we have not run into before, which is sometimes it's hard to say whether or not 
somebody lived or died because there's a lot of people getting thrown around by monsters, <laughs> right? Yeah. So Especially, if we if we were to just assume that everyone who got thrown died, the body count's probably in the 20s or 30s. Or if we just say we absolutely have to, to go by confirmed kills, the body count's only like two or three. So yeah, I, I decided to split the difference. So I have four conf- people that I feel confident saying four people absolutely died. Okay. Okay. So first bell going to Ronnie, the police officer, day one. Uh, yeah. uh, we don't actually see Ronnie get killed, but like he's like pointing a gun at the at the monster. The kids are behind the car, and the camera like zooms in. Pretty sure Ronnie got got. Do you agree? Oh, 100 percent Ronnie got got. Um yeah. It like you said, so. Those monsters just kind of freaking sprint around and just knock the ever-living crap out of everything, flinging them for, you know, feet upon feet. Um, and very quickly, it's just like yes. anything that makes a sound, it's just like pounce, pounce, pounce. And so, but his one, I was pretty confident that he didn't make it. I'm pretty confident that no one in that town made it, but yes. still. <laughs> All right. So that's number one. So bells for Ronnie. The second bell, so when Cillian Murphy's character Emmett and Regan are on the little pier thing and they get jumped by the people, he chains yeah. one of the other dudes up and that guy gets easily, like we see blood flying. So we can confidently yeah. say that unnamed guy from the group who tried to jump them, he's dead. Bells for that guy. Bells, yeah, bells for that guy. He got, um, he got slashed up pretty good. Yeah. Now the rest of them probably did too, but we can't say with as much certainty as that one because they got thrown into the water. But that guy, we literally saw blood flying, so he's dead. Yep. Third one. Uh, when the monsters on attack, the island, yeah, on the island in the middle of all like the 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 melees going on, they're throwing everybody around. It's hard to say for sure how many of those people died. However, I did catch one in the middle of it. Well, we actually see the monsters like arms, like go into like stabbing him. So that dude, he's dead for sure. Okay. Bells for that. Bells, guy. For, bells for that, that un- unnamed Island. <laughs> yeah. Bells liver. for the unnamed <laughs> Islander. And then <laughs> yeah. finally the last bell, uh, the biggest bell probably goes to Dijamon Hansu who yeah. like there are they're They're in like the, the radio station, like the garage area. They're arguing. He's like, I got to go see my kids. Well, he will not be going to see his kids because the monster yanks him out. We hear some screams. We don't see him die, but it's pretty easy to tell he got killed off screen. So bells for Dijamon. Yeah. Bells for him. He gets dragged out and the screaming stopped. So yes. <laughs> so, those are the four that I can say with the utmost certainty or as much certainty as possible died. Now, in like two years, when we're doing this podcast for real, we're probably going to have to go count one by one everybody who goes flying from various <laughs> tosses and stuff. But for now, I'm settling on four. Yeah. So everybody in that bar scene, I, I would think. Oh, yeah. Got it. <laughs> yeah. So. But again, uh, it's a little tricky because. Off camera. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and it's hard to do, uh, you know, it'd be hard to actually go back and count in the movie theaters without the ability to freeze and rewind. So um, for now, I'm saying four confirmed with probably upwards of 30. Yeah, I think that's fair. All right. So that I think is going to do it for this uh, little mini podcast. Graham, why don't you tell everybody about our Instagram? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, you guys, if you don't already know, you can follow us on Instagram at Body Count Show. Um, we're growing our following. Uh, like I, I say every time, we'd love to interact with you. You can see movie posters and movie stills, see what's coming up next on the podcast and see what we've done. You can go check out some past episodes as well. So again, that's Instagram at Body Count Show. All right. So once again, just a reminder, we will be back next Friday with The Conjuring. However, if you don't want to wait that long, I mean, the third Conjuring movie, it comes out this Friday. So we're actually going to be a week behind. So uh, so go ahead. Go, go, go binge all The Conjuring movies. I think most of them are available on HBO Max. Um, so check those out. And we will talk to you next Friday.